Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. Hello out there, lovely listeners, and welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and once again, we have the entire coven in the house tonight, so please join me in welcoming Elena. Hi, everybody. Jekinovia. Hi there. And Jesse. Hello, tarot listeners. And this time on the show, we're talking all about tarot readings. We're going to take you through a three-card reading right from start to finish, and then we're going to wrap things up with a few free one-card readings for some lovely, lucky listeners. First things first, though, I wanted to ask each member of the coven how you get yourselves ready for a reading. So why don't we start with you, Elena? What is your process? How do you get ready to do a reading, whether it's for yourself or for clients? Um, Well, for both, the main thing I like to do is make sure I take some time out um, to just clear the energies, um, make sure that I um, do a quick meditation to cut cords so everything is clear, and then I um, bring in my guides, um, I ask my angels for protection for the space, and then I thank them for um, just, you know, being present and, um, you know, allowing me to provide messages and I love to sage the space, sage my cards. Um, I like candles, uh, usually one to two, just, I don't really like to overdo it with too much candles, but I love to at least light a candle for protection, um, a candle to just draw in love into the reading. Um, and then I just set my intentions and, um, go from there. Nice. Okay. How about you, Jekinovia? Well, I'm lucky. I have my own office in my home, and that's where I do all of my readings, so it always remains my space. So I just keep really careful to watch the energy that comes in, and I clear it regularly, with sometimes with sage, sometimes with singing bowls. Um, when I'm sitting down to do a reading, I'll light a candle. I breathe for a few minutes. I do a lot of breath work, just mm-hmm. you know, that nice, deep, grounding breath. And then I, I clear my cards, which is usually I slam them on the desk, couple times yeah (laughs) which sounds so aggressive uh and then uh, yeah so then I just shuffle them until I'm ready to start pulling cards and that's when I'm reading for myself or someone else okay great and what about you Jesse I am inspired that's some serious uh prep work prior to (laughs) reading so I'm I'm pretty simple. I do feel it's important to center and ground. I really like to do alternative nostril breathing. And so I will do a couple of rounds, really just try to go inward. I do like to sage. And I also have my own office, which is nice. And I tend to clear it regularly. But I will sage cards and just sit, try to be quiet for a moment before. And I like to tap my cards to my chest, my heart space. Mm. And uh, we'll usually fan them out and draw whatever cards are um, calling to me. Nice. I like that. I like the the deck to the heart thing. That's really pretty. So for me, my preparation honestly kind of changes from, you know, reading to reading with the exception of a few things that I always keep the same. The first thing is that like, I really like to draw sort of a circle around myself and it's it's just a space where I say, okay, guides, this is where you're welcome, you know, whether it's my guides or the guides of the person that I'm reading for, maybe it's guides for the collective, like when I'm doing my weekly readings on Instagram, 
Um, and I just invite spirits that have highest and best in mind. And then I always say, I mean, it sounds a little cheesy maybe, but I say like self-doubt is banished from this circle and this is where my intuition really reigns supreme and it's like it, my intuition has final say here and it just makes me feel a little bit more, maybe that's the way that I center myself and really just get grounded within that space. Um, and then, you know, depending on my mood, I might also light some candles, I might do some smoke cleansing, but if I really just want to get into it, I don't do much of that stuff. I just really just go for shuffling the cards and getting them ready and, and all that kind of stuff. So it all depends on my mood. So now I think we can dive into our three card reading. And what we're going to be doing is working through what's called a compendium spread, or at least the first day of this compendium spread. And it's actually something that's been created by our very own Jesse. So Jesse, I was hoping that you would give us, you know, before we dive into the reading, that you would give us a little overview of what this is. Absolutely. I learned this technique from watching a few different readers uh, expand on what is normally the daily card. So a lot of us do tarot practice daily, or we at least try to. And sometimes it's just as simple as drawing a card for the day, maybe two or three, and then coming back to that card at the end of the day to see how it played out. And I was looking for something that was a little bit more invested or kind of just more colorful than one card a day. And that's where the idea of this compendium, and it's really taken from uh, what's called a nesting spread or a matryoshka, like the little dolls that <laughs> go into each other, right? The yeah. little Russian dolls. Yeah. Because it really does build on itself from day to day to day. So the compendium is that idea of taking a card, uh, card draw at the beginning of the week that really sets the stage for that week and then using each card within what you've drawn to build out day to day to day. And I just find that it really goes deep and I love that it makes me think it's something that I sit with all week long and then wrap it up at the end of the week just to see, you know, what has happened, what did I learn? Maybe those cards at the beginning of the week where I thought it was something have turned into, you know, a new meaning or it it trend, it kind of came to be uh, differently than, yeah, what I thought. And so I love keeping them out all week and sitting with them. And I just find that it takes it to a whole other level. So I would yeah. love to share with you guys. So by starting out this uh it's like the first day. Usually I do this on a Monday morning and I'll pick three cards for the week. And the first is the energy spirit present, like where, you know, who's coming through as far as guides or the overall spirit of the week. And um, the first card ends up being uh, the one that you use for spirit present. And you, and you really use that one the most throughout the week. The second card drawn is the embrace card. And that's what I'm being called to embrace over the week or in my life in that moment. And the third card is the let go. And these then become that foundational set of cards that you use to continue using the to draw throughout the rest of the week. So we're going to do those three cards today. 
Yeah, it's such an amazing spread and it's such an amazing idea because like you're saying, it just really helps you go a lot deeper with each of those cards because, you know, even though we're just going to do that first round today, sometimes you get that embrace card and it's like, okay, but what else is underneath all of that? You know what I mean? And then so on that second, or I guess on the third day, you can really go deeper with that. And I think you're going to be maybe linking to some more info about the compendium spread. Is that right? That's right. So I created a couple different explanation videos that you can work through, just explains how to set up the compendium, what to lay it out in the spread. And then I do a sample reading how I would use the cards to um, read off of each other. And so it's more of an instruction couple of videos. And then I have a workbook that you can use. It's a little e-course. And normally I charge for this, but for listeners, I'd really love you guys to uh, use it in your practice. So for a few months after the podcast airs, anyone who uses the uh, coupon code COVENCAST, C-O-V-E-N-C-A-S-T, you will get access to those videos and the guide for free. Wow, that's so awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Oh my gosh, that's so valuable. Well, and I think as we are in our homes and really working, trying to, you know, go inward, we're all meant to be pausing and really thinking about, you know, what it is we're supposed to be focusing yeah. on or up leveling to. And I just, I feel like spreads like this are such great tools to help us go deeper into those layers of ourselves. So yeah, I hope everybody loves it. And I would love to hear your feedback too, and definitely tag us as you use it. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, because if people are, you know, if, if people that are staying at home and are having that extra time, um, I know the way you do it, unfortunately I can't do it because I don't have the space, but I know you like to leave your cards out through the whole week so people can, you know, take extra advantage of that, right? Because they might just be walking around their house. They'll see the cards again and you, you can dive right back into it. Right. So absolutely. It's, and it's, it's easy. as cool. just stacking them up and, you know, putting them off to the side. They don't have to be completely oh, yeah. spread out. Yeah. But yeah, I always recommend using one deck just for the compendium and then have other decks that you're, you know, reading with throughout the week, but keep one that's just like your daily deck. Yeah. So cool. Well, what a lovely gift to our listeners. Thank you so much for that. And as Jesse mentioned, we're going to go through the day one of this spread. So each of my co-hosts earlier today picked a card. Uh, Jesse picked the card for Energy Present. Elena picked the card for Embracing. And Jekinobia picked the card for Letting Go. And so we each are looking at the same three cards, and this is the spread that we're going to move through with you guys, but we've also decided to use our birth cards as kind of a signifier for the overall reading. And what I mean by the birth card is, in this case, I'm not talking about the one that you can calculate based on your actual birth date, but this is just the one that corresponds with your zodiac sign. So for example, I'm a Scorpio, so my card in the Major Arcana is the death card. For Jesse, Jesse is a Taurus, so her card would be the Hierophant, uh, Jeconovia, Cancer, so Chariot, and Elena is a Sagittarius, so Temperance. Okay. And if you want to know more about birth cards or signifiers, like there's a ton of information online. I don't want to get too much into it here, but maybe, maybe there's some future episodes in there that we can, you know, discuss with. But um, okay, so before we dive in, I just wanted to 
give a few like bullet points of overall things that people can look for in a reading when they're about to dive in. And then if you guys want to add your own little tidbits as we go, that's totally cool as well. So things that I look for uh, are just the numerology, what numbers we're working with here. You know, are there, what if you had like all twos or all aces, or if you had like a four, five, six, something like that. The astrology, not everybody works with the astrological correspondences, but if that's your jam, then that can get really interesting as well. You might want to look for uh, what suits and what elements are showing up. You know, if you have, you know, all cups, what that might mean, or if you have uh, a cup, cups, swords, and wands, but no pentacles, what that might also mean, you know, like the missing element. Um, Do you have a lot of minors, a lot of majors, a lot of court cards? You might want to look at the symbols and the colors and how they uh, run throughout each card in the reading or how they don't. The body language of the figures, which we all know Jackanovia is the boss at looking at body language. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this reading. And then kind of the overall flow and story that's happening within the cards. Do you guys have anything to add to that kind of quick list there? No, I think it looks good. Basically, everything you covered is pretty much all the things that I try to look at. Um, Besides, you know, the obvious, like, drawing, like, listening to the intuition first. But I think, I think you, yeah, this looks, it sounds beautiful. I'm so glad that you brought up the intuition of it all because I I really did mean to say that no matter how many of those things that you look at, what you feel from the cards and what that intuition is guiding you towards is obviously going to sort of trump everything else, right? Right. I was actually just going to add, I find it's really helpful sometimes if you're able to associate some of the people in a card or even some of the animals in a card with someone in your life. In, you know, in your real life. Okay. Sometimes yeah. that helps bring a lot of meaning to it too. So I just wanted to add that little bit in there too. Mm-hmm. For sure. And one of the ways that I sometimes do that as well is because I do often look at the astrological correspondences. And so sometimes I'll pull that in. Like if I, you know, to be perfectly honest, earlier in the week, I pulled the Hierophant and I was thinking about Jesse, but I was also thinking about other Taurus people that I know in my life or other people that I know that kind of embody that energy. So you could do it in that way. And I'm sure in other ways too. Oh, um, lately, well, it's kind of been like this since I've started tarot, but the energy that I pick up right away, and it's been Mm. noticeable more in the, um, at the pull, the card pulls I've been doing lately on Instagram, I can actually feel everyone's energy with the card. Like the energy matches the card that I'm looking at and it's, it's been wild. And so that's usually my um, guide through the reading and, and it usually matches like what the cards are. Very cool. And Jesse, anything to add? I find that there's sometimes you do spreads where you're using the deck multiple times, right? You draw, you see what you get for a certain question, you put all the cards back, and then you put more cards out. I recently did a fun workshop with Shop the Eight Houths, and there was a tracking sheet. And what was really interesting in that practice was seeing how many of the same cards came up. And so sometimes if you're doing an elaborate spread where it's multiple cards that you're drawing on multiple questions, you might even see, you know, beyond just the, you know, how many swords, how many wands and pentacles, but what are the same cards that keep coming up? So yeah. Yeah. Just starting to notice all those patterns, right? Hey, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Mel's. 
and we're the hosts of the Damn Fine TV podcast. We cover shows like American Horror Story, The Haunting of Hill House, Westworld, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and so much more. Lately, we've been talking a lot about the early years of Twin Peaks, you know, the show this podcast was named after, and starting very soon, we're going to be talking about it even more. Starting on May 19th, we'll be breaking down two episodes of Twin Peaks Season 3 every week. I mean, isn't it so dreamy? So come join us for Twin Peaks Tuesdays, a journey that's bound to be both wonderful and strange. Where the owls aren't what they seem. The cherry pie is to die for. And the coffee is always damn fine and hot. We'll see you again in 25 years. No, Jasmine, we'll see them in May. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so just look for the Damn Fine TV podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you then. Okay, um, so Jesse, do you want to get us started with just your quick overall thoughts about the three cards that we have? Okay, so today we've all uh, drawn independently, but knowing which position of the spread we were going to be doing. So for the energy card, I drew the Ten of Cups in my beautiful Forager's Daughter deck, and Elena drew Judgment in her Smith Waite uh, Centennial version deck, and... Jekinovia drew the four of pentacles from her before tarot deck. And I can't wait to get into that one because the energy of it, when I saw that, just the fact that it was the before tarot and we'll have to take pictures. So everyone has a link to Mm -hmm. these cards, but it totally flipped my thinking on what that let go position was. It kind of gave me some chills. I can't wait to talk about it. So we are working on the 10 of cups as our energy card. The embrace card is judgment and our let go card is four of pentacles. So with these cards, I was very much in my mind of how we are as a collective today. And we are in the middle of a pandemic, right? Everybody is being forced to sit with themselves and really reevaluate what is important, what's not important, the things that we feel like we should carry on. And that's what struck me with this energy of the Ten of Cups. It is being completely mindful of everything that we are, everything that we have, all of the gifts that we have, the blessings, the relationships. I really felt like it was such an abundance of beauty and sitting with that, taking time to not distract ourselves and really just take that in with the let go, I'm sorry, the embrace card, uh, judgment you know what that's that might throw people off a little bit like embracing judgment but again i went back to one of jekinovia's statements um, in one of our first meetups that we had where she was like judgment can also mean discernment and so in the embrace position i really went in that direction of reevaluating what we are to take into this new paradigm this new world you know once things Um, not really go back to normal, but we kind of get past all of this craziness, we are all going to be making conscious choices of what we're taking forward. And I really felt like in the embrace, it's like, yes, discernment of what matters, prioritization, doing things that really feed our spirits and um, contribute to that 10 of cups 
energy. And with the let go in the four of pentacles, the before tarot shows three figures giving each giving a pentacle to um, a figure that has a pentacle as well. And the before tarot is set to display a scene that is just before the um, classic version of the Smithwaite card and the four pentacles typically has a person with four pentacles and he's, it's usually two at the feet and he's holding the others. And it's almost like this balancing of this pentacle energy. And I really feel like the let go is the control of what we feel is, you know, financial security or just security in general, like what have we held on to thinking that it is secure and safe when really we have no control over any of it. And the less we try to control, letting go of the control, the more we can embrace the abundance that we have for us. So that's really what I got from those three cards. And I would love to hear your thoughts as well. Beautiful. I love that you were taking it to that collective space and I can't wait to dive in with each of the cards with you. Um, what about you, Jackanovia? Just like some quick overall thoughts? Overall, actually, it was very similar to what Jess said. I, I felt like it was a very collective, um, this Ten of Cups energy to start with was just like this ideal home life and this happily ever after. And I'm I'm wondering sometimes if we're starting to reevaluate what that means to us. So it's, it's a lot of exactly what Jess was saying with the discernment, the changing priorities. So, yeah, I'm really excited to dive really deep into this one. Nice. Um, a few things I noticed right away was that, at least in the Modern Witch deck, which is the deck that I'm using today, the Energy Present card and the Embrace card are really open in terms of the body language and the energy of it. Um, and whereas the Four of Pentacles with my deck, the energy is a little bit more closed off. And then... Because we have two minors in the Ten of Cups and the Four of Pentacles and then the judgment rate in the center, something about that said to me that this may be sort of the biggest um, lesson or energy, even though the Ten of Cups is the energy present, but the judgment, and, and when we get to it later, I'll, I'll go deeper there, but whatever happens with that energy may be the biggest lesson because it's the major, so it's a little bit more... It's just a little bit of a bigger energy. And so that has the potential to, again, just be that bigger lesson there. And then mixing the water of the Ten of Cups with the earth of the Four of Pentacles, I just got this image of mud and I was thinking, what are we growing? Um, so those are my overall thoughts. How about you, Elena? Um, love it. And I also... Um, Re agree with you about judgment somehow being like the overall embodiment of energy in this re in this three card reading because I feel like what it's the magic we've created right now pulling these three cards is exactly I feel like we just drew an energy of the collective like Jesse mentioned earlier because we are being in a way forced to stay home and we are finding new ways to pass the time with our families. And we're starting to see that we've been missing out on a lot of family time and a lot of loving time and creating that loving space and really 
teaching our family and our kids um, how to work through fear and how to really question everything that's going on that doesn't make sense um, and really um, figure finding out like, okay, when things kind of go back to the way they were, I guess they're never going to really be back, going back the way they were. Do you really want to continue doing the, th- the same thing you really were doing? Or do you want to do start doing something different with your life? Like, do you really accept what's going on? Or do you really want to start doing what you can do in your life to improve, you know, how you're living? And so that's um, kind of why I love the four pentacles earth energy that comes into play because it also helps. I feel like this also happened because we all needed to have our security shaken a little bit. Our root chakras needed to be shooken up a little bit because it's teaching us um, to really appreciate what we have mm-hmm. and really manifest abundance and appreciate the abundance that we do have and count the tiniest little blessings. Um, and with the 10 of, of cups, it always reminds me of the, the getting close to your, or like a happy ending like Chakanovia said, but it also helps me remember how did I get there and what did I have to overcome to get there? Mm, Yeah, I love that. Well, why don't you go ahead and dive deeper into the Ten of Cups? The Ten of Cups. um, I feel like it's such an emotional card because, like I said, you know, you go through this emotional journey through the cups and then you finally have put in the work to be that creator. Um, And it doesn't have to be like a a happy family. It can just be like the first goal that you have created for yourself in the very beginning with the Ace of Cups. It could just be that you put your emotions into, I don't know, maybe creating like um, maybe you worked on it. You recognize that there was something going on within a relationship in your life that you wanted to make amends with and maybe you finally reach that point so I it it always when I see the ten of cups it always just reminds me of happiness and then counting your blessings um yeah and then just being grateful like abundance energy comes into play like um and I think right now um we were always so fearful of what we don't have and we were always forgetting of what we do have and so I feel like the this card was pulled for the right moment <laughs> because this is what I've been trying to hold on to during this time. It's just really counting all my cups and just making sure that I'm filling those cups, but not just for myself, but putting in the love to all my relationships now that I have this time. Um, and it's really like opened up my eyes that I don't spend enough time at home mm. with my family. So I love that. I also really look at the 10 of cups as just a reminder that we already have everything that we need within ourselves and we are abundant all of us it is just a matter of recognizing and acknowledging that and pulling that into our 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 now and for people who you know exist in this state of lack it's just a choice it's a it's the difference between thinking that you're abundant and thinking that you're not. And I love that, yeah, as as this reading kind of felt more like a collective energy reading, it's we're all taking special note of 
all of the blessings that we have. And even in the stress and the um, unknown, there are things that we're learning about ourselves, which is pulling, you know, from our gifts and the innate reasons why we're all here. So loved that. Well, I have to admit that I do not have the deck that Jess used. So you'll have to pardon me while I geek out a little bit. Okay. (laughs) So the very first thing I noticed about this deck was, uh, sorry, about the Ten of Cups in this deck was that the trickle effect uh, in, when you see the picture, you'll see it, but there's the Ten Cups, but there's water coming from a source above and it's all trickling down into all these different cups. So to me, that was almost a a symbol of how we're all interconnected and how, how, you know, what affects one affects the all, which to me was just a really beautiful emotional message there. And then I noticed the wisteria that's in bloom. Now that is a lesson in patience. Wisteria takes anywhere from like three to 15 or 20 years to blossom and it blossoms when it wants to. So Hmm. it's all that divine timing, right? And there's no way we can control that. We just have to sit back and enjoy the ride. So that's again, really, um, in tune with what we're all going through right now. There is, we don't know the length of time. We, do, we don't have all the answers, so now we just have to wait. Um, and then the last thing I noticed was these two swans. And of course, swans, as everyone knows, they bond usually for life. So that's, again, it's a lot of work on these, these lifelong bonds and commitments that we have with the people in our lives. And we're almost forced to, to really be together now with, with everything going on. So those were the three major things I picked up from, from that one. Yeah, nice. Man, it's so interesting because all of you have had this um, perspective on the reading, like this collective perspective on the reading, and I, my brain just did not go there, and I, I don't know why, and I don't know what that means, but it's just an interesting, an interesting thing to note. But anyways, um, okay, so yeah, so in terms of the energy present, I think, you know, what a lot of you guys are saying to focus on this abundance, to focus on what we already have, to remember that we're all connected in these ways. I wonder if maybe some people might need a shift in their perspective in order to get there. And sometimes I think that the way to get there is through just being really present. And that can help us to really focus on, okay, I've been too too concerned with next week, next month, next year, whatever. When now when I think about right now, right here, I realize, oh, wow, I already have so much. And maybe I don't need to, maybe I don't need to be so future focused. Maybe I don't need to be so intent on what's to come when I already have this right now. So I think that the energy present is like, is actually being in that present moment and is being optimistic about what we have, right? And is being hopeful and, um, Maybe about, you know, yeah, we are spending all of this time at home. That's not necessarily the best for everyone. You know, there are people that are at home that are not feeling safe. So if there is a way to make yourself feel more safe in this coming week uh, to maybe if you can connect with people, obviously in a safe social distancing kind of way, but engaging in those relationships that do give you that safe feeling, that optimistic, that hopeful feeling. Um, yeah, being present in the moments. And I also wanted to mention that the traditional correspondence for the Ten of Cups with astrology is Mars in Pisces, which 
It's so interesting that when I was thinking about this before, I didn't, as I said, go to that collective space. And yet Pisces is such a collective sort of sign because I often think about it as like the ocean, which is a massive body of water that includes so much, right? Um, But yeah, anyways, just an interesting little note there. All right, I'm going to move into the embrace card, which is judgment. And judgment to me is a lot about rebirth and renewal and awakenings and higher callings. And so I think that when we're talking about what to embrace, we can look to just sort of being open to what's coming, being open to seeing things in a different way. I think that... um, kind of all three of you have touched on this a little bit in terms of what that means for the collective. Like our eyes are being open to certain things right now that I think we were all kind of asleep to, or a lot of, a lot of us were asleep to before and we're coming to these bigger realizations. And it's also maybe this energy of leaving the past behind and being willing to move into that space of that higher calling or that awakening. And Judgment is linked with the planet Pluto, which some astrologers refer to as the great revealer because Pluto kind of brings out these hidden things, right? And it also has to do with um, transformation and rebirth and that kind of stuff. But it is a generational planet, which means that it deals with really big themes. Like Pluto stays in a sign for, you know, 12 to 20 years. So it really brings these big lessons and So that's why I also was thinking that the judgment card was going to have like the biggest sort of presence within this reading. And yeah, I just think that it's embracing, embracing those maybe even opportunities or just those things that are coming into your awareness this week. It's so interesting. Like we keep talking about how it's, we're keep coming back, how this is like the um, main energy present, but you're right. It's about um, embracing change, at least for me. Um, It almost makes you feel like you think you can, you know how to embrace change, but do you really know how to embrace change? Mm. Um, And yeah. And so I think we are always tested throughout our life, but now this is the big test. This is really testing our belief system too. And so that's kind of like what I've been picking up with this judgment card being present as our embrace. I love that as well. And I think if I can add anything more, it's just about, you know, coming to terms with past things and Mm. being in a place of letting them go because it's time to release them. It's time to move forward. And I read an interesting comparison with uh, judgment being different than, you know, it is change, but it's it's different change if uh, as compared to like a tower card, which is very like sudden and can be more of a force change. And it's not like the death card, which is kind of out of your hands, but it really is revealing that there is a choice and that that transformation is here and it's saying you are ready because of whatever has happened before it is time and there will be um, no turning back and I feel like in the embrace it's just saying it is time to change yeah I like that you use the word peace with past I really like that When I saw the judgment card, I actually had a very similar thought to one of the things that Jazz said about uh, our eyes being open to things that, you know, we previously been sleeping to. Mm -hmm. 
um, which actually led me into the let go card. So when I get to that, it might make more sense. Um, but this, the judgment that I'm getting is, yes, it's all this discernment, right? Because now we're seeing people for who they really are. We're seeing situations for who they are. We're seeing gaps in, you know, where we thought that as a society we were doing really well when really it's one of our weak points. Uh, so I, I think what's happening is with this judgment is, is we're starting to figure out that maybe we're, we're not quite as far as advanced as we thought we were. And that can be a blow to our ego, you know, collectively and even individually, because we could have thought that we were more prepared, prepared for something mm. like this. or yeah. You know, it could never touch us. Uh, so I think there's a lot of that kind of energy going on. And that, that was really what the, the big judgment card was for me. So I was really glad to hear that Jazz had the same uh, idea of, of that our eyes being opened, um, which leads me into this let go card, the, the four of pentacles from the before tarot. Um, now, for anyone who hasn't seen this card, there's like this king guy with a pentacle on his head sitting on a throne and there's three men. One is dressed like a very rich man. One is dressed in kind of rags, tattered, so he's very poor. And the other one looks like a monk. He's wearing kind of a, a monk's outfit. And all three of them are actually holding up pentacles to this king figure. Um, and to me, that really spoke volumes to uh, how everyone is, is basically seeing that we're, we're finding out that we're all more equal than we thought we were. Mm. That the social classes can be all affected by the same things. Um, to different degrees, of course. Uh, but I, I think... On a grand scale, this is, is showing us more that we're more the same than we are different. Uh, and I think there's a whole bunch of different rabbit holes you can go down with this card. But one thing that really stood out to me is why do we feel that we that we all owe something to this king figure? Why do we feel that we owe something just for existing, no matter you know what what social stand uh, social. Um, Wherever we are on the social scale, I suppose, mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, we, we all seem to have this collective idea that we, we owe our loyalty to certain groups. We, we owe our allegiance to certain people. Uh, so it, I think we're being really shaken at the core because we're seeing the truth of the situation. And, and I think we're starting to question why we feel that we owe. Or possibly maybe we're, we feel that we're the king sitting on the throne and that we are owed. Hmm. And so that's another, again, rabbit hole we go down into. But that was the, the main themes that I saw with this card. Yeah. And so like overall, what do you think, what do you think's in the letting go or what do you think we can say about letting go in terms of the before tarot? Oh yeah. Let me elaborate on that. So I, I think this is a, a lot of the letting go of that feeling of I owe my existence right. to a person or okay. I owe my success to someone else. Yeah. Okay, so I love all of what you just said, Jackanovia. That was it, it's so much of what I've been thinking about lately, honestly. And I don't think that I would have gone to that place had I not seen the depiction of the before tarot. What an interesting deck! I think I think that might be uh, bumping its way up my list of decks to get for sure. It's such a different take. Um, well, with the four of pentacles that I have, it's the more traditional. I mean, this is the modern witch, but it's really based on like the Smith weight system. So it really is that more traditional depiction. Um, and to me, what it was saying, you know, I mentioned this in my overall thoughts where I, I was seeing the 10 of cups and judgment as really being a more open energy, whereas the four of pentacles was a more closed off energy. And I think that 
Had the four of pentacles come up in a different position, I might be more inclined to talk about how we need to, about how this card is more about like protection and safe space and holding on to things that matter. But because it's in the let go position, I'm more inclined to say that it's, you know, there's a difference between being grounded and feeling safe and just being stuck and being um, too rigid. You know, there's no, to me, there's no flow in this card, in this position anyways. And I think that whatever you're holding on to, you're holding on to, to it too tightly right now. And by doing so, you're not letting anything else in. And I think that when we're talking about what we're embracing with judgment being, you know, this awakening, opening our eyes to something, I think that we have to let go in order for that to flow in. So whatever it is, maybe it's, um, maybe it's kind of what Jekinobia was talking about with these thoughts that we owe something to somebody or that they owe something to us. Maybe that's got to go. Um, or, or, you know, the four pentacles relates to the sun and Capricorn, which is very like reliable and disciplined. It's responsible, it's patient, but you know, you go too far with all of that and you become rigid, you become kind of my way or the highway. So maybe it's letting go of, your way of doing things or your old way of doing things and being open to what that new space can bring your way. Totally. Like I, I agree. And on uh, what I feel like with this card and I'm actually kind of happy it popped up because um, it was coming up for me in the past few months and I just kind of brushed it off. Like I didn't really understand <laughs> what spirit wanted me to know with this, but now it makes a lot of sense because it really makes you evaluate how you see money because it's mm. a touchy, it's a touch thing. A lot of people um, either, I mean, I don't know, they either want to spend it or save it. Right. Um, or they want to be, or they feel like, oh, well, I work really, really hard. So I'm going to buy X, Y, Z. Totally cool. You know, do your thing. Um, but what it's really made me feel like right now um, with what's going on is as long as I'm good, I'm fed, my kids fed, like my bills are paid. I really do not care. Like if my parents need something, like I'm, I'm like more open to giving, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that it's going to flow back in. So I get this card now. It's not being so closed in because if you're so closed in and you're latching onto your possessions and what you, how you see your material things and it really helps you, it really makes you look at your self-worth. Like you're not allowing anything to flow in. And so now that you're you're quarantined at home and you have all, you're looking at all these fancy things that you own, you're sitting there like, was this really worth it? Like, do I really need this thing or do I really need extra of this or this is just a hobby, but I have like 10 of these. Do I really need, you know, it just yeah. really starts making you. And that's how I'm seeing things right now. I'm like, do I really need 10 pairs of sneakers? No. Like how ridiculous <laughs> is this? You know, like it really makes me want to start thinking, well, maybe someone I know who really needs a pair of sneakers might need some. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, this card is just really making me feel, um, it's making me want to change the way I see abundance and, and how it's flowing in and how I don't really need to hold on to every penny or splurge on all these fancy things. It's because eventually it'll come. I just need to, you just, that's what I need to let go of is letting go of give. Like when you give, you're going to receive. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even beyond the material things, what psychological baggage are we holding on to? Because it's become a comfort or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're in this codependent space with it. And because of, you know, very tied to the judgment or discernment card, it's like if we aren't willing to give it up, we aren't making room for all of the new things that the new lessons, the new experiences, the new manifestations that are meant for us. And yeah, and I think that we can even go beyond just the, even the emotional and the material things, but physically or, you know, mentally and just what needs to be let go of, um, what's not serving anymore. And, you know, this card, it's, it's about control, you know, in all in all, the posturing of it. Um, and even in my car, my deck, the Forger's Daughter Tarot, there's a blue jay and it's like it's, we're in the nest and it's got an acorn in its mouth, but it's got all these little trinkets, like it's collected and it's protected of those things. And so really, yeah, it's about we we think we're safe. We try to like pull things in, but it's like letting go of all the stuff, whether it is material, spiritual, psychological, all of the things, this is our time to do that. It's We're being called or given the opportunity to let go of what's not serving so that we can all, yes, embrace the energy, which is that Ten of Cups, that beautiful depiction, Jeconovia with the wisteria and the flowing you know, streams of water. And I, I, gosh, it just took it to a whole other level for me. And I appreciate you saying that, but it's right there for all of us, but we have to be willing to give up um, the control of what is not serving us and being open. So that's my, my wrap up on that. Such a great draw, you guys. This is so fun. Yeah. I know this is beautiful. Such great insights all around. Like just even just the fact that the three of you went for that collective point of view, I just, I'm already seeing so many different things again, just shifting it into that different perspective. It's amazing. Well, it's a collective view, but it's also very personal. I mean, I, I completely resonate with each of these cards at a personal level based on the last couple of weeks and months. And what is it? We are the microcosm of the macrocosm. And -hmm. I think each of us feel we're very much in line. And I bet if we threw this out to anyone, even if people were not familiar with tarot cards and the symbolism, they would, you know, get the basics of the story and be able to see and share exactly what we came up with, whether it's within their own life, but also on the greater scale. So I think they're completely tied in the fact that jazz, you may have just been more on the individual or um, internal space. It's, it's really all the same. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. Which we kind of discussed with the whole idea of the 10 of cups, right. And the, the water source, at least in your card, kind of feeding out to other cups, but all right. Well, With the birth card, this is kind of the way that we can bring a little bit of a different flavor for each of our three cards. So Jesse, do you want to tell us what your birth card is and how you see it kind of making an impact or having an influence on the three cards? 
Thank you. The I am the Hierophant, the Hierophant, or however you like to say that. It's <laughs> an interesting card. It's one of the cards that I tend to bristle at when I see it come up. Uh, really, but I shouldn't because I think it just it's spiritual. It's spiritual knowing. It's being secure and almost being the the wise advisor. And so I think overall, I. I'm highly aware of my abundance and what I need to let go and can act on that. And by, and through that as the Hierophant be able to be the example for others and help them through. Mm. I think it was uh, Elena who, or maybe jazz where people may not feel like they're in that safe space yet. So someone who maybe I, maybe I'm feeling safe in this moment. I need to think about what I can do to help others feel safe and move them into that space or just be a, a light for them or hold that energetic love for them and send it out. And so I can be very aware and cognizant um, in doing that and just um, also, uh, yeah, helping people, all of us, as we expand our awareness in this new way of thinking, as people are becoming more awake and questioning things, those, not to say that I'm in that space of like great spiritual knowledge, but I've done a lot of work there and much more to do. But I, you know, there's somebody else who may be in a place where I was a decade ago and questioning and struggling. And so how can we, you know, just like there were people along my path to answer questions and hold space for me, I can just really do that for those who um, might be at the beginning of their spiritual awakening. Love that. I think everything Jess just said was amazing. I, I went a totally different direction and it, I, I find it almost comical because th the birth cards give it such that different spin. And I think this is going to be the perfect example of what, what Jazz was trying to explain. Um, my birth card, I'm Cancerian, so my birth card is a chariot. And to me, the chariot means change, but not tower change, like out of our control, sudden, you know, everybody jump ship. But mm -hmm. it's calculated. It's balanced it's well thought out you have a course planned and it is the awareness that the actions that we take now even the smallest little actions that we take right now are going to affect us long term so it's a matter of being very conscious of the decisions that we make and the actions that we take now um, so I think that's why I find with this reading as a collective reading we were being shown as Jazz mentioned before these things that we've been asleep to for so long so Basically, the question is, okay, now what? What are you going to do that's going to change your little world, which will affect all the people in your circle, which will affect all the people in their circles? So I, I really love the chariot because to me, it's almost like that you're leading by example card. And that's I just want to be a good example to everyone. And I think that's why how I embrace that card. So that's, that's, how the, that's the flavor that I got. Yeah, lovely. Okay, so for me, my card is the death card, being a Scorpio and all. And so I think that really the way that this kind of influences the reading is that it really doubles down on the rebirth energy and the letting go energy. Um, you know, like, I just think it really plays nicely off of the judgment card. And it is a different kind of transformation. It is a different kind of rebirth and renewal, but they can play together. They can work together. They can just emphasize each other and just kind of work 
in harmony together, I think. And then even with the letting go, I think it just kind of points to maybe even that being the most important thing at this juncture, because as we were kind of talking about before, through the letting go, we're making room for all of that other stuff to come in. And of course, death is definitely about letting go, about, you know, letting letting one thing that you've had in your life sort of uh, die off and turn into the compost and then be transformed into something else, right? But without letting it die off and turn into that compost, it could never grow into that new thing. Um, and I think it also really underscores the idea of finding presence that we saw in the Ten of Cups because change is inevitable. So take take charge of those, what I like to call those rainbow moments, those happily ever after moments, really be in them, really live in them, really take that energy present for the week and just embrace it because tomorrow could be a completely different story. And as we've seen through this pandemic, you know, March 10th was one thing and then March 14th was a completely other thing. So, you know, to be in that present moment for sure. Yes. I love how death, um, follows into this because with the tempers, um, since I'm Sagittarius, that's my birth card. Um, I feel like it kind of ties into letting go because, um, tempers reminds me to bring balance into everything and to, it's like the alchemist. So it's like really reevaluate. Yeah. Like really reevaluating your life priorities now. And so I'm trying to see, like, okay, with through the lens of the tempers, like going through this pandemic, I'm starting to pinpoint all of the things that are out of balance in my life. And so I, I feel like this is a perfect time for all of us as a collective to, uh, I feel like it's calling us to look within ourselves for self-healing and also like it's questioning our spiritual beliefs as well. And it's really, I feel like there's a lot of blended energy um, and collaboration. Like that's, mm. I don't know, something, yeah, yeah like I, I feel like right now we have so much time to really look in within ourselves and get back to the things that we used to love so much. And now that we're like in separation with people, we're collaborating in a different way. Um, and it's all distantly. And so it's just really finding patience now and doing things in moderation. Mm, and yeah. now that you go shopping, it's so different. Um, and getting used to all this change. And so I think it's just tying into letting go and letting go of old beliefs or questioning your beliefs. Um, and then just really looking at things that you've been overdoing that's causing a lot of I don't know stress or emotional issues or whatever it be it's really making me wanting to balance out my life and so what a perfect card I feel like to to bring into this spread like this spread mm -hmm. is so amazing like this has been like really um, eye-opening for me um, just to yeah. really realize yeah, all of the things that I need to work on or just some of the things that I'm holding on to. Uh, so I'm really, really happy like that we just put together this magical thing right now. Yeah, it was so much fun to go through. Absolutely. I love the little, you know, the little personal flavor that we added with our birth cards. Do we have any final thoughts, Jesse? I would just highly encourage you to 
download that compendium spread and work through each day. When you said, you know, how different it was from a March 10th to March 14th, well, there's a perfect example of why when you're working with compendium throughout the week, things change and Absolutely. things surface and become you become more aware of it. And yeah, I'll have to go back through my journal to see what I had drawn. But you're right. It yeah. changes from day to day. You're right. I love that you said that, Jazz, because as a person who has done the compendium spread, it is so helpful and healing and eye-opening um, to see what we need to work on for the week. And it's almost like, okay, what it, it almost made me, when I sat with the cards, it almost made me feel like this is weekly medicine. Like this is self-work, weekly self-work yeah. on yourself. Because it, it, it kind of helps you pick up a theme, you know, and a theme for the week, a theme that you're working on yourself for the week. And it may even come trickle down to the next week. I don't know. I can't wait to see, you know, the cards <laughs> that I pull tomorrow because I feel like there's still work to be done. So I really encourage everybody to check this spread out. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. You know, it's interesting that you say maybe it'll feed into the next week. I've been wondering about maybe doing it on like a monthly basis as well, like pulling the three cards that we just did, but for your month, like why not, mm, right? Good idea. Or Ooh, for each juicy. Zodiac season or something like that, depending on how you oh. kind of roll with the calendar, that kind of thing. Um, Jekinovia, any final thoughts on just the three card spread? Uh, I do, actually. First of all, I wanted to mention that I have actually done Jess's spread, and I highly recommend it. What I did is, because I didn't have the room to leave the cards out, I took a picture and I made it the the background on my phone every morning. Oh, perfect. Which, because, I mean, we use our phones all day, so it, it really, throughout the day, I noticed the cards actually, the meanings either changed or they deepened, or it was really, really helpful to me to do it that. So I highly recommend doing that when you're, when you're working through that spread. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention is throughout this this whole example that we've done, I, I think a lot of our listeners will have noticed that we each brought a different um, interpretation of the cards. And I think that outlines the importance of investing in yourself and getting readings from other people. Even if you're, you know, you have a regular tarot reader or if you read tarot yourself, it's really important to get that fresh perspective. Um, I actually gifted myself a reading from Jasmine not long ago, and I've been dying to tell everybody about it. And uh, what, what she did in, in her in her special way, she actually spoke right to my heart. And these were issues that I've been I knew I had, but I couldn't quite chew through them. That it was it was that little um, it, it was that one thing that kept tripping me up, and it was like by seeing or reading just her interpretation of a specific card, which was one that was stalking me forever, the Empress. And <laughs> it was like something clicked, something just uh, like a light switched on. I was like, oh, my God, that's it. And I stopped getting that card. It stopped stalking me after that day. Wow. It was amazing. It was just incredible. So what I was doing, what I do is I like to, which ties in with Jess's spread, I will purchase a reading for myself and I will read it every morning with my teeth. And so that's what I found I was doing with Jess's compendium spread as well, is every morning I would sit down with my tea and you almost meditate over it. And and I think it's really important to, yes, lay the cards from the previous day beside, even if you have to redraw them that morning, just to make sure that you are uh, fitting them all together, because it's really important that you see them all at the same time. But anyway, that that was my final thought. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. That's really amazing that the Empress stopped visiting you after that. It's 
That's kind of incredible. I don't think you had mentioned that before, and that really blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was pretty great. <laughs> and it, it means so much coming from you because you've been reading cards for so long, and so it's just, you know, it's an honor. Thank you. I really appreciate the shout-out. Okay, well, are we ready to do some one-card readings for our lovely and lucky listeners? Ready. We are. I'm ready, but my heart's just fluffy right now. Because I'm vibrating. I'm like, I feel I know, all the energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my Cancer Moon heart. I just want to cry right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Cancer Moons unite. But there's definitely some magic yes. on these like technology waves tonight. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. And I'm not surprised by that shout out because I, you know how much I, I love your magic, Jazz. And so I'm not surprised that you were able to bring in that magic. So, Oh, well, love thank it. you. You know, I think we're yeah. all, I think there's a reason that we all found each other. I think that we oh, all sure. bring something a little different to each other's practices. And um, it's just such a nice complimentary vibe. You know, I think we each offer something and, um, Maybe listeners don't want to sit here and listen to us congratulate each other. I'm not sure, but <laughs> anyways, but we mean it. We all just love each other so much that it's kind of hard for us not to express it, I think. so We do, and we encourage you guys to find your coven. Absolutely. Just ask your guys to find your soul, um, like-minded soul folks, just because that's what this happened. That's how this happened yeah. for me. So. yeah. It's a real thing. You manifest it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter where you're at. Virtually works too. Exactly. And I mean, to build off what Jekinovia was saying, like not just getting readings from other people, even if you are a reader, but finding your community, right? Because like I can tell you right now, it's such a, it's so beneficial to just have my group of people that I can be like, Hey, I pulled this card today. Like, what do you think that means? I like, I'm so stuck. I have no clue. And then just like tonight, even with the four of pentacles, I have a completely different connection with that card right now. So, and that's because of this community. So definitely finding your people. Um, well, and we hope that you're our people and we would love to give back for, you know, the fact that you took part in our little giveaway and that you're listening to the show. So Elena, why don't you get us started? Who are your winners and what deck are you using? And then go ahead and pull cards. Oh, and I should just say that we're doing a one card pull for everybody. We're going to give you your energy present for the week ahead. And we're just going to keep it pretty simple, like a, you know, one to two sentence quick interpretation and yeah. And this is meant for May, since this is coming out in May. This is a great energy reading for our lucky winners, uh, May Energy Forecast. Yeah. I love it. Um, so first, I am using the Smith Weight Centennial Edition. And I am pulling um, for um, Simply Rachel 181 and for Arcos underscore Irving. So I'm going to pull two. Let me just do a quick shuffle. Oh, yeah. And these cards we're pulling live. Like the cards for the three-card spread we pulled a couple of hours ago so we could just be sort of ready and prepared. But these ones are just coming at you. Okay. Oh, spirit. Okay. I'm really excited because um, for... Simply Rachel, um, I have the Nine of Pentacles, 
Um, and I do um, immediately, immediately feel a lot of earth energy, but a lot of hardworking energy too. Um, and it just feels like, like really enjoying all this, the hard work that went into this cultivating. There's something that, that she's cultivating, like something that she's working on or has been thinking about. And that energy is just coming through right now. And it's all about like we it's so strange because I feel like it's what we've been talking about in this episode is just really counting the blessings in your garden and what you're the seeds that you're ready to plant now. Like, what is it that you you know, you've gotten accomplished in April, but now May, what is May looking like? What is your garden looking like in May? And then for um, Arcos Art Irving, I have the star card which I love the star. Um, and it just reminds me of like um, your inner, your inner, like what's shining in for you, um, like tapping into, whew, sorry, I just got like this big whiff of energy. And it, I almost feel like it's that having that faith, having that hope that during these weird times, um, things are going to get better, but it's you're almost questioning what you used to believe in in, your, in the old life. And now that things it's a new life now. And so it's spiritual energy, I feel like is coming through. And so it's almost like it's you've already endured all these challenges. And I'm sorry, I'm speaking a lot. I know, but <laughs> when it comes through, it comes through and I can't help it. My heart won't shut up. But it's almost like now you're seeing the, that you do have this faith and this hope and you're tapping into something spiritually, I feel like, is what's coming through. And I'm done. Beautiful. All right. So I am up next. And as I mentioned before, I'm using the Modern Witch Tarot deck. And I'm going to be pulling for Mel's Bells 84. And yes, it is Jen. Or yes, it's Jen. Yes, it's Jen. Okay. So for Mel's. Okay, so for Mel's, I got six of wands. So I feel like there's a very, um, you're going to feel like you're on top of your game this week. You know, uh, something that you've been working on is maybe starting to finally pay off. There's a sense of accomplishment for sure. And I think that underneath all of that, just remember that everything goes through ebbs and flows. So just, you know, you feel on top right now and that's great. Embrace it. Be in that present moment. Pat yourself on the back. Take in all of the, you know, love that you get from people because of it, if that comes your way. But just remember that there will be a time when you don't feel as on top of your game and don't put, you know, kind of all your eggs in one basket. Like this is not the end all be all. This you will you will get to another place of victory in your future as well. But just um does that make sense what I'm trying to say, guys? Like, just, you know, like, embrace this moment, but don't get, like, an ego about it, maybe. Oh, yes. Perfect. I was just going to say ego. Right. <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah. Like, because, you, you know, you can get on top of that. I mean, in this depiction, somebody is actually riding a horse, and you don't want to get too much on that high horse, right? There's a balance there. You can definitely take in... Take in the win, be proud, and give yourself, give your past self some gratitude for what you've done. But just remember that ebb and flow. 
Okay, so now for Yes, It's Jen. We've got the Empress. Ooh, okay. So Jekinovia's follower card is now coming for you, Yes, It's Jen. Uh, I would say that... This week, the energy present is asking you kind of to be open to things. I see the Empress as being a real energy of receiving and, um, yeah, just being open to what's coming your way. It could be that it's actual gifts from people. Maybe people are trying to give you things. They see that you maybe need it or that you deserve it, or they just want to give you something and allow it to come in without having that need to immediately respond. You know, you will come to a place where you have a time to give back, but this is not that time. This is really your time to allow those gifts to come in. It could be something more, um, or I should say less tangible. So it might be just like, messages from the universe or creative kind of downloads. How do you open yourself up to those? Um, the energy this week is asking you to be open and present and available. And thank you, Mel's, for entering. And that's, that's, those are my winners. So, um, who's up next? Now, all right. So my winner is Misty B 77 who also entered her friend Dorothy underscore Lynn. So I'm going to pull a card from Misty first. Oops. And Fool just jumped out into my lap. Ooh. Okay. So we're working with a before tarot. So I'm feeling like, Misty, you have everything you need already. All the skills, all the tools, and all the know-how. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Of course, there's always going to be more to learn. So don't don't feel like you need to know everything right now but you have everything you need to get started so whatever it is that you've been really wanting to to move forward with now is your time do it okay so that is misty's card put it back in the deck and now we're drawing for dorothy lynn oops oh and we have another jumper queen of cups Okay, so Dorothy, it feels to me like you are being presented with an opportunity for something that's really going to uh, inspire you. It's something that means a lot to you. It could be a new passion, it could be a new relationship, or it could be a re uh, you know reigniting the passion in an old relationship or a new friendship. Something that's going to really make your heart sing is being presented to you or is about to be presented to you. Please definitely take it. Take the opportunity, whatever it is. Explore it and follow your intuition because your intuition knows. It, it knows what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to be near, you know, the words to speak. Just trust yourself. And that's Dorothy. So good. All right. Well, I am pulling two cards. One is for Misty Lee 77 as well. This is the benefit of following the instructions and following the rules. You get to win twice because Yay, that's Misty. just how it works. And I, I feel like there is no accidents here. And of course, I love Misty Lee 77 because I was born in 77. And I always <laughs> love seeing those seven sevens together. And I drew for you the devil. So I'm going, this is a unique situation where we have two major cards. One was the fool and now the devil. And mm. I'm getting with, uh, going off of what Jekinovia started, that you've got everything and it's time to start. I believe what's holding you back 
is just, again, some control things. There might be um, different thought patterns or even bad habits that maybe have you're, you're either beating yourself up for or not allowing yourself to have the healing that you need or the forgiveness in yourself, which is all past. And it's not meant to keep you in bondage, which kind of feels like it's, it's keeping you there. So it's about letting that go and uh, stepping into the power, taking that power back and not letting anything from that past um, continue to hold you back. I'd also like to share to just acknowledge your strength too. You're not powerless against these choices, against any, I don't know, addictions or I'm not, you know, addictions can be anything. It could just be time or choosing to do something over what um, you know you're supposed to do. So just know that you have the power. And I would say along with that fool, just jump in and use, use the innocence that it remains for you. You have a beautiful soul and I'm excited to see what things in May, June come to be as you um, are more aware of that. My second card is for Elizabeth R04 and you got the Ace of Wands, which is really about starting something new. I feel like there's just a inspired beginning for you and you're probably plotting something. I'm sure there's thoughts in your mind as you've been sitting over these last couple of months wanting to either start something that you've meant to get to for a while or just take the plunge into a new skill. But there's definitely some action here. There's something beginning for you. And um, I, I find a lot of strength also within the Ace of Wands. It's a very intentional card. And so just put that wand right in front of you. Take that small step. It's your guides telling you that you have the tools. Again, one little step, one little step, one little step to get into that transformational space where you can bring that activity or whatever it is you're going to start into fruition. So Ace of Wands and congratulations, both of you. Hope that resonates for you in May. Amazing. Yeah. And congrats to all of the winners. Thank you all so much for entering and for, you know, as Jesse mentioned, following the rules. Claps for that. Well done. (laughs) We didn't think it would be such difficult rules to follow, but I guess you never know. Um, But yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I think we should do that again in the future. You know, maybe after this episode, people will, maybe there was a misunderstanding of like what we meant by the free one card draw. Maybe this will, you know, let everyone know what we meant. Maybe there will be more interest for it again in the future. But I think it was a lot of fun. At any rate, I think we'll definitely do another episode where we go through a reading, maybe at the start of season two or at the start of like a, a new Zodiac season or a new year or something like that. Um, But that's it, I think, unless anybody has any kind of final wrap-up thoughts or anything else left to say. I agree. It was just so fun. Thank you. Thank you, Jazz, and everyone for just um, holding space for for us to do their, you know, for us to do this. And yeah, it was much needed. So thank you. And I'm going to need to get the before tarot deck thing. <laughs> I know, right? Thanks, <laughs> I am a shameless enabler. I think you should definitely get the <laughs> before tarot. I'm not sorry. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Tarot Coven on this episode. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another brand new episode. Uh, Until then, you can find out where to follow us in the show notes and come hang out with us on Instagram. We're always doing lots of fun stuff there. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tarot Coven cast. Stay tuned for our next episode all about the elements and court cards. And until then, everyone, keep making magic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone had already said it, so I was like, well, I'll come in late. (laughs) I'll, I'll like, sync yours up with everybody else's. Okay. It'll be a nice chorus. (laughs)